So one of the first big topics we're going to tackle today is that California is uh, experiencing rolling blackouts right now um, to deal with the fact that their power grid has just been hit really, really hard. And in addition to that, uh, PG&E, the, the company that provides California's power, is also under a ton of lawsuits for faulty equipment that caused fires and things along those lines. So this is a really bad situation, Jeff. And it's not just bad because, oh, blackouts are annoying or whatever, but they're actually dangerous and bad for business in general. Yeah, I mean, PG&E, which is huge in Northern California, where you see a lot of these, I mean, you see wildfires pretty much everywhere in California, unfortunately. But uh, in the last couple of years, Sonoma and Napa were hit hard, I think in 2017. Mm -hmm. Camp fires that you alluded to, I think that was last year, if I'm not mistaken. So it's been really bad in recent years and pg e is obviously on the hook for the campfires with the sparking of their electrical equipment that kind of uh facilitated those fires but they're in a rock and a hard or between a rock and a hard place right now because you have these signs that they're seeing of high potential for these sweeping fires again with the heavy winds and the dry climate that's there right now right um so they're basically saying, okay, we're going to just shut it down in what's really an unprecedented move. I don't think many electric providers would willingly shut down their services unless the other consequences were catastrophic. But they they can't afford to have another issue that, like the campfires, literally with the fact that they're being sued for billions, but also just from a, a PR standpoint again. So I think they're going to take the hopefully couple-day hit is all it is. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, you said for business, just in general, I mean, estimates are saying that this could be a $2 billion hit just because of this one week of outages. Um, and 2.7 million people could be without power for multiple days. So, um, and I think the other business aspect of it is that small businesses are particularly affected by this because they don't have the infrastructure of some of these larger, more national sure. brands. Obviously, all of their sales and business is done in such a concentrated area within this one little region. Whereas if a Walmart in Napa goes out for four days, that is a blip in Walmart's business year. So yeah. um, that's unfortunate, but um, we'll see if the conditions do come to fruition and they made the right call, then I guess you have to take that as a positive. I suppose so. <clears throat> I, I just look at the overall impact of this and Uh, Outages like the ones that they experienced this week uh, threatened as many as 800,000 customers. And you put customers in kind of uh, quotation marks because at least 2 million people could be affected by that because a customer might be something as large as an apartment building or (laughs) something along those lines. And so, but beyond that, things like medical equipment, things like, um, I I don't know, like if all the food in your refrigerator goes bad and you're already kind of a low-income person, can Mm -hmm. you afford to go replace all of the food in in your refrigerator and and, and things along those lines? And so the cumulative costs of the outages on PG&E's residential customers could reach $65 million, according to estimates from Michael Wara, director of the Energy and Climate Program at the Stanford Woods Institute. That's huge. Yeah, I mean, considering it's, yeah, one week is kind of the estimate, a couple of days of uh, no power. So you made up or you brought up a good point as well with the medical side of things. You talk about people that maybe they're diabetics and they can, you know, treat themselves at home, but they need to keep things in the fridge um, for what happens with them. And they can't even go anywhere really because the hospitals are, I mean, they're going to be running on generators and all of that, which which is fine. But 
maybe they have an electric vehicle that can't get them there. Exactly. So there's, there's all sorts of little pockets of, you know. It affects literally really every industry, right, right? right? Because we're sitting here talking about food and beverage industry. If all the food in your refrigerator in your fridge goes bad and you got to go to the grocery store that, you know, might not have power either. Right. And they could probably weather that storm, just keep all the, the fridges closed and that sort of thing. But um, and then you get to electric cars, which are pretty much rendered useless if you yep. can't charge them <laughs> after a certain amount of time. So you can't go anywhere if you have one of those. Anyway, it's it's just kind of a mess for everybody. And one of the things that the executive director of consumer advocacy uh, group, the Utility Reform Network, his name is Mark Tony. he said that PG&E are relying um, on the shutoff to, pre- to prevent liability, but they're passing mm. those costs along to consumers rather yeah. than absorbing them themselves. Right. Um, so all of these costs are being borne out by other people, by either grocery stores that lose yeah. you know, merchandise and, and that sort of thing, people that lose stuff in their fridge, people that can't drive their electric cars, like different things like that. That's where the cost is ending up, not with PG&E, who's you know, kind of the people that are at fault in the first place. So rock in a hard place, yes, but PG&E kind of getting away somewhat light for a company that's being sued for billions of dollars, <laughs> true, I suppose. True. I mean, yeah, I, I think the campfire situation really just set this whole yeah. potential situation in motion. Because 86 see people died in that Right. Fire. I mean, they, yeah. they just literally cannot have that happen again. And so then what is the alternative? Something like this where they say, you guys are going to, I mean, we're basically costing $2 billion worth of residual damage here, but no one will die. Well, unless there's some medical emergency, but I mean, they're not going to be on the hook for that. So, right. You know, I mean, it's just not a good situation in, in any front. <laughs> I think that's I, I think that's the best way to sum it up is this hasn't really been good for for anybody. I mean, but. as we're even, we've, we feel like we've prepared for this segment and, and still I keep thinking of new ways in my head where, oh, that could be affected or that could be affected. Yeah. So there's just a whole Pandora's box here and it's, uh, what is the solution? I mean, I don't know. I don't have a good answer. I I, I don't either. It's probably don't let your infrastructure get to the point where you right. are starting fires. Right. But I, you, yeah, I think at this point, it's just, it's too late. For, yeah. 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 It, it, everything now is hindsight, right. which is 2020, obviously. This was a snippet from Business Casual with Daniel Litwin and Tyler Kern, your B2B morning radio show. Tune in Wednesdays and Fridays at 9 a.m. Central on the Simple Radio app or marketscale.com slash industries. Need B2B video or podcasts for your business? Ask MarketScale how we can help you create the content you need today.